0: VGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 665, recorded on September 28th, 2022.
1: podcast at 498th episode of video game roundtable i am tj denser
0: i am scott dirk and i am jonah falcon the dgrt gaming podcast focuses on game news from around the industry right so um i'm heading off to la in a few hours <laughs> so i have to edit this and get it out before i'm on the other coast what are you doing out there Oh um well uh see I was supposed to go there for my birthday but um I had to delay it so this is my very very late del- uh, birthday trip. <laughs> That's right, Happy birthday. But on the well my birthday was back on July 29th but um one of the upside is that now my return trip actually has me in Premier Plus which is one step below um uh, business class so I'll I'll be I'll be sitting in one of those chairs that's all by you know i am cut off from the riffraff and in, in in uh in economy <laughs> i'm also an economy plus on the way there so it's not exactly like i'm going cheap i am going to be staying at a very ritzy uh, hotel the uh biltmore uh in downtown a millennium biltmore if you ever look it up you can see even the cheapest room looks like a first class room. so I'm going in class. Spending a lot of money, but going in class. Anyways, um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I've started playing Death Stranding, because I want the achievements. And oh, yeah. um, Hideo Kojima's writing is truly awful. It is, it is uh, he is almost writing a parody of a Hideo Kojima thing. There's just so many things that don't make sense. And you know what really bothers me the most? It isn't the weird stuff. It's the fact that the characters reiterate what, you know, they do a lot of as you knows. Like, "Do you know this is your mother?" "Oh, by the way, this is your mother." "Oh, don't forget, this is your mother." Three straight times and it's like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it." You don't and he he would already know this. It's not like it's not the first time he's met his mother. But I do like the idea of him packing his mother's corpse on his back to take her to be incinerated. That's just <laughs> just the way she's sitting on his back, they have her sitting on his back, which I guess you'd have to if you're going to be toting around a corpse on your back. But still, it is Death Stranding is so goofy that it's hard to be that mad at it. I just don't like restating the obvious that the character should already know stuff. But other than that, it's fine. Yeah. And I do like the idea, uh, I do like the idea of uh, an entire game revolving around one mechanic, and that is having to keep your balance. And that's about it. <laughs>
1: Yep, gotta um, make
0: those deliveries. Gotta reconnect America. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, and that's all. You have to save America, because America is the center of the world. And uh-huh. if we fail, everybody else fails. This is coming from a Japanese author. <laughs> but I will say, you know, he knows a lot of American slang, so I wonder if he, he fetishizes America. Just like certain people fetishize Japan. So, foreign, foreign culture fetish, it's a thing. I don't know.
1: I know that Kojima is a big film buff,
0: so it's a huge chance that there's a huge
2: chance that he's like you think? into. <laughs> I, I think he has, G- think he, has Yama, he has Guillermo del Toro in a role. Yeah, I think you'll notice it in some games where other like Japanese games where other culture stuff is referenced or used, like in Trials. There's a lot of uh, German words used and, and references uh final fantasy of course has just about every culture's uh deity used as a summons
0: but here's the thing um when they do world war ii stuff they do not germany and not france like they do in fugo uh you know memories of uh you know that it's like yeah we're not going to talk about the actual germany and the actual actual france because guess who was germany's ally at the time (laughs) so they do not germany not france not united states yeah um, but I I have played that, and oh by the way, I've gotten past the fourth um I don't know what it is. is it a level in Fuga Memories of Steel whatever I've gotten past the fourth one. I had a really tough fight, but I still haven't sacrificed any children, so I am proud of myself.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Did you? Did Again, you? It's
1: incredibly hard. So
0: did you have to um sacrifice any children in your playthrough? Only the funny the story one that makes you do it. Yeah, in the very beginning, and I chose the big fat guy. <laughs> so um, just to see how the other characters are. And they reacted accordingly. They knew who was getting sacrificed. It's like it was really obvious. It was like, did he go, go get something to eat somewhere? Where is he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Next time That's I play. The
1: part is that they don't even know what's happened until it's already done.
0: Yeah, next time I'm going to put the young the young girl and have her sacrifice herself. Just to see what happens then.
1: It's pretty upsetting. It's pretty <laughs> upsetting with all of them.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I've been taking on kids. I haven't – none of them have died. I'm I'm staying off uh, Melodies of Steel for now uh, because I do want to do Death Stranding. And I've also started playing Middle Earth Shadow of War again because it's like reading a book. And also, you know what? I have all but one achievement. And keep in mind, uh, with all the expansions, it has a lot of achievements. So it's like the, the one achievement, and I might as well go for it. So – and I can do it. It's just that I never bothered doing it before. Uh, so what have you been playing there, TJ? Uh, I've
1: been playing the uh, sensation that's sweeping the nation. It's uh, Splatoon 3. Oh, okay. It's good. I uh, I love that game. It's everything in that game, like the competitive part of it itself is a little bit stressful at times, just as any competitive game is, but everything is so bright and cheerful. And you know what I love about multiplayer matches in Splatoon? They're three minutes long, which is just like no time at all. You, you, you win a match. That's great. You lose a match, whatever. It didn't take too much time in my life. I'm on to the next one. Um. The connection problems, the communication problems, are uh, kind of annoying. Nintendo Internet is doing what Nintendo Internet does, but uh, other than that, like Splatoon Three is, I I get it. I get why everybody loves that game so much. It's so charming. Everything about it is super charming and colorful and, happy. and
0: hiding the fact that it all takes it all takes place after a post-apocalypse in which all humans have been killed. Yes,
1: <laughs> it, it, it does. <laughs> And,
0: uh, it's a rainbow-colored candy apocalypse.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, stark, but at the same time, like, good thing there are no nasty humans around to ruin this wonderful uh, squid utopia.
0: <laughs> yes, everything is all squids all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And Big Man. He's a stingray. And Big Man is the best character in the game.
0: I wonder if SpongeBob uh, survived.
1: I don't know. but yeah i'm having an absolute blast with the game the the progression is really fun the gaining of new weapons and abilities is really fun i really like what they've done with it and the maps are pretty fun too
0: have you been playing splatoon uh scott i
2: i I don't have splatoon now but i've i've seen it and uh it's not particularly a game i'm interested in (laughs) okay
0: so what games are you interested in? What have you been playing that's different from you've normally been playing?
2: I've been playing uh, Last Day of June, and it's a I guess it's an adventure game, and it's uh, 3D, and you and it's a, one of those narrative ones where uh, there's no text, there's no voice, you're just it's all cool, and there's these uh, characters models that uh don't have any eyes, so I, I'm not sure what they're going for, but it's creepy to me. Um I'm pretty sure they're not trying to be creepy, but it it just it just feels creepy just not having eyes.
0: Yeah, they're just bobbleheads.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like I I've read too many stories with characters without eyes and it's it's never good. Never
0: You've been uh, playing a lot of old games. This is way back from twenty seventeen, you know. Yeah. Did you did you get yeah. it on stale or something or
2: i uh, I got it uh through a contest, and oh. I just liked it it, you know, it was a five of five uh game um and it's it it seems like a uh a tragic story basically a i guess it's a husband and wife and um and it basically it's goes through he goes through loss because he loses her and uh, I think he gets paralyzed in a car accident. And she's dead and she was a painter and she has all these paintings of their family and of each other. And um, I think he he gets very depressed when she dies. So it's like you're kind of dealing with that and trying to help him move on, you know, just try to, I don't know, continue living. Um, Yeah, the lighting effects are really good, though. Yes, they're very good. Um, And again, it's one of those. Very visual stories where there's no words until you kind of interpret it, what's going on. Um, but you know it's just a nice little fun narrative story.
0: Yeah. Um but here's a question for you. How far have you gotten in Harold?
2: Harold? <laughs> yeah. Horace, I'm sorry.
0: Horace. How far far have you gotten in Horace?
2: Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, you were right. Um I got <laughs> I told <laughs> you it's a long game. <laughs> Interesting unlocks. And I'm like, I, I don't have time for this shit anymore. You know, it's like <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Goddamn, have a normal level. It's like it, his whole mansion unlocked, and it's just this death trap every two steps. And it's like, who builds a house like this? Nobody has a house like this. It's sort of like
0: playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. At some point, it, it it outlasts you. You say, no, I can't do it anymore.
2: I can't. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Uh, I'm like halfway through, I guess, and I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) Um.
0: Anyways, uh, we're going to move on to quick news. Um, Just one quick news, and that's PC Building Simulator 2 arrives in October. It's Claudio Kiss's Simulator. And um, once again, you're going to play a game in which you're building PCs that you'll never be able to afford have you, have either of you seen PC
2: Building game Simulator? I, I know it exists. Um, I haven't really looked it up because I'd rather just build an actual PC. I don't... I, I mean, I guess it's good practice.
0: Yeah, it is actually good practice. Um, one of the things that people are upset about is that it's going to be on the Epic Games Store, but that's because Epic apparently bailed them out and funded the game, so... Why? Why would you? Why would you have it on Steam when when someone helped you build yeah. make it? It wouldn't exist otherwise. Um. Apparently, the only thing that people have a problem with with the first game is that it doesn't do cooling quite as well. It isn't quite realistic the way they do they want more physical uh, uh cooling. You know. But other than that, if you ever see it, you know it has all the real brands and stuff like that. It's like car mechanic simulator and also farm simulator. You know. All the real brands. So you can put a, you can put an i, an Intel nine or an a, or a, Ryzen or whatever. And there's a lot of expansions for it with different uh, uh manufacturers. And basically, what you're doing is you're running a PC shop, and your job is to, you know, make computers for people. Sort of like, um, you know, it's it's your basic sim, you know, in that regard, like you know, in um, uh, house flipper, you know, you're 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 repairing and building houses for people well this is just the same thing except it's PCs and like I said you'll be building these really top of the line PCs that you'll never be able to afford and it's kind of depressing
1: yeah at least the games at least the games are interesting like of course I would never be able to afford some of that stuff but it is neat to see like the process that goes into actually putting a
0: PC together Yeah, but here's the thing. When you do Car Simulator and you're building a car, it's like, yeah, I'll never be able to afford a Maserati, but it's not like I feel bad about it. When you're building a PC game, a building simulator on your PC, it's sort of like a little bit too mad. It's like, gee, I wish I was playing this game on that PC I just created in the game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you have real envious feelings. Have you played
0: it, uh, TJ, or just seen trailers? I've seen the trailers. I haven't had a
1: chance to play it myself yet. Okay.
0: Anyways, uh, we're going to move straight to game news. Go ahead, TJ.
1: Alrighty. Wild Hearts announced by EA and Koei Techno <coughs> from, from press release. Electronic Arts and Koei Techno officially unveiled Wild Hearts, a new kind of hunting game featuring unique crafting mechanics, Published under the EA Originals label and developed by Omega Force, the team behind the popular Warriors series, Wild Hearts whisks players away on an epic adventure set in a uh, fantasy feudal of Japan. There, they'll battle against giant nature-infused beasts called Kimono, and with the help of Karakuri, uh, sophisticated mechanisms crafted from a lost ancient technology. <clears throat> Wild Hearts takes place in Azuma, a fantasy landscape landscape inspired by feudal Japan that is now now rampaged by the once peaceful kimono, altering their environment at the cost of citizens' lives. The kimono range from plant-infused squirrels to massive king-tusk wild boar. After a dreadful fight with the winter... With the Winter Wolf Deathstalker, players become bearers of a life-sustaining technology and are compelled to restore balance across the region. In Wild Hearts, players journey through Azuma as a lone wolf or pack hunt with up to two friends thanks to the game's co-op and cross-play features across all platforms. Players can expand their battle plans and go on special missions while pack hunting and join other hunters in the world or take a kimono on their own. The game will feature voiceovers in English, Japanese, French, Italian, German, and Spanish. Wild Hearts launches in retail and digital storefronts on February 17, 2023 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, uh, and PC via Origin, as well as Steam and Epic Game Store for
0: $69.99. So, a lot to unpack here. Um, one of the things that I got is the. a lot of people make comments, you know, and just spanning the entire thing, it looks like, Monster Hunter meets Neo, and me, or Monster Hunter meets, you know, um, uh, Fortnite, or when it really is. Um, basically, they didn't. This is not the first time that uh, Omega Force tried this kind of game. Uh, Toudukan, I think it's called, was basically their version of a Monster Hunter game, which didn't really catch on. So pe- uh, some people think this is sort of like their version of Toudukan 3, except they're um, trying a different angle on it. Yeah, I take what they had here. Um,
1: I really like the look of that of those that thing that helps you. The other, I think it was the oh the karakuri. Um It looked like you could do all sorts of things with those. You could build towers with them to get like vertical advantages.
0: You could build uh, traps. Turn-
1: you could turn them into bombs. You could turn them into ballistas to like with rope to tether down monsters.
0: There was one funny thing in which it just turned into something that just bonked one of them over the head with a s with a sledgehammer. Yeah, like, like like <laughs> it was like a, it was like a rubbery mallet. <laughs> yeah. It was almost cartoonish. I
2: thought yeah. it was like a catapult thing.
0: Yeah, except it didn't it didn't throw anything, it just bonked them on the head.
2: <laughs> yeah. There a bomb and uh it, there's a tower where you can launch yourself from and you have a little like propeller thing. I thought that was kinda of unique and interesting uh to have like siege weapons against these giant beasts.
0: So let's talk about the developer Omega Force. As the press release noted, they're basically known for doing dynasty warriors and the spin-offs. So um I'm pretty confident in the idea that this is gonna be a lot more action based than something like Monster Hunter. Which is like 50 minutes of slogging it out and tracking the beast. It looks like this one is just going to be more like no, no, no. You're going to go out there and you're going to attack them. You're just going to you're just going to try and whack them. Sort of. It's more like Shadow of the Colossus than it is like Monster Hunter.
1: Yeah, it, I really liked the way that the weapons look too. We saw in in the in the scope of the video, we saw a sword, a regular katana that looks like it transforms in some way.
2: Oh yeah, um, little spikes come out.
1: Yep, Uh, an umbrella, uh, which looks like it's going to be, like, an offensive and defensive weapon. Um, And then I think I saw a spear and a bow. But uh, I'm curious to see if those are the only weapon classes or if they go even further, because I love the specialization that you get out of certain games like these. Um, That's what makes Monster Hunter World, that's what makes the Monster Hunter games so fun, is always being able to, like, up your game and choose something new and create something from what you've hunted. I don't know. I'm curious to see how the progression systems in this game are going to work as well.
0: You know, a lot of people are wondering why this wasn't a state of uh, play. And the answer is that here's the thing that people in chat didn't seem to quite understand. This is not an EA game at all. It's not. It's part of the EA Originals label. And basically what that means is that uh, Koei Tecmo was, Need someone to distribute in, in, in the West, and they s- asked several people, and EA was the one to "Sure, Sure, well, we'll publish it, f- uh, distribute it for you in the West. EA has no artistic control over this game. It's all Koei Tecmo and it's all Omega Force. All EA is doing is being the Western distributor, uh, both physical and digital copies. Um, so this it's more in line with something like It Takes Two, or See a Solitude, or A Way Out or the Unraveled games, you know, those games, in which they really don't, they have, they don't, tra- which is why people are surprised that there's no, like, microtransactions in something like It Takes Two or something, you know, because EA didn't own it. They were just distributing it. Yeah. This
1: is a, like, the EA Originals label has been really interesting because without it, like, that, Joseph Ferris has been launching all of his games as EA, EA Originals, I think, was uh, Two
0: Brothers... No, I don't think Two Brothers was... No, it wasn't. That. It was... Um, a way Out, though, was an EA Originals game. Yeah. And what's funny is that um, you have this, you have... It Takes Two, and you have <coughs> A Way Out. Seems like Koei Tecmo wants to be the co-op game, <laughs> the co-op label. <laughs> a
2: yeah. Way, a way, uh, sorry. yeah, Way Out was a really good one. I remember enjoying that one.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be fun to see, because it's like, we don't really have many games that try to take on Capcom's Monster Hunter formula. Like, Capcom really has it down for, like, they've been doing a good job at improving upon their own formula for a long time.
0: Yeah, but the problem with Monster Hunter is that it is still a slog sometimes.
1: It is. It is very grindy. Um, So it's going to be interesting if this can tackle that style, do it well while also setting itself apart somewhat and also maybe even address some of the issues that those games have.
0: By the way, the one thing Wild Hearts will not have is uh, cats as companions, so it failed.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is that a lot of people were comparing it to Neo and I think they were doing that because of the look of the game. Cuz it is a very colorful game. It's like almost an it's almost like uh, Monster Hunter and a Aku- Okami Aku- Ak- 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 had a baby. Terms of the look of the game. Yeah.
1: Either way, like I really like the look of it so far. The 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 monsters themselves looked really cool. Like the wolf. There was a wolf. Uh, the boar that we mentioned. There were a few others that were. There just... was
0: an eagle. There were. Um, there was also uh, a deer, if I remember correctly. So. And they all seem to be imbued with like different elements of nature. Like no, that's one of the things that people were complaining about a little bit is that all the all the creatures in it seem to be based on animals instead of wild things i mean if you want to have a giant pile of sludge as your main fo- foe okay but it seems like uh the death stalker which is that white wolf um you know with the things coming the purple things coming out of it i think that's the final boss huh. it's called that's the death stalker for a reason <laughs> anyway be interesting
1: if you're right i want but like yeah i, I want to see much more of this game it's and that isn't too far off either. Like yeah. we're already nearing the end of 2022, so but, it's uh, not that far. February February 2023 is going to be ridiculous with how many games are coming out in that period.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be a Game Pass game because it'll definitely be an EA Pass game at some point in its career, in its lifetime. Uh, it's not going to be a free to play game though. It's 70 bucks, uh, which is a bit of a downer, but you know nothing can do about that. But it's going to be interesting to see um, at what, because I can guarantee this is going to be a Game Pass slash PS Pass game at some point. Maybe a year later, maybe nine months later. But I'm pretty sure it'll be because these kind of games need a lot of 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 players. If you're going to do a co-op game like this, you might as well. Uh, the neatest part, of course, is going to be it has cross-play features, so at least uh, whatever platform you're 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 playing it on, you can play with your friends. Nice.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of crossplay because that's definitely something they haven't really had in uh, Monster Hunter. You have to either play on. You you generally had to just play on one platform with whoever you're playing with.
0: And moving on to the next item, alleged Grand Theft Auto 6 hacker pleads not guilty, and this comes to us from PC Gamer. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto 6 leak drama took another step forward over the weekend, as Eurogamer reports that the youth accused in the matter has pleaded not guilty to a charge of computer misuse. The 17-year-old hacker was arrested in Oxfordshire on September 22nd, less less than one week after the devastating leak of GTA 6 material, which included 90 gameplay videos taken from a test build of the game. Interestingly, while the Hughes pleaded not guilty to the charge of computer misuse, he pleaded guilty to a separate charge of breaching his bail conditions. Because he's been caught hacking before Uh, deals of the breach of the conditions weren't provided, but it's possibly related to previous cyber attacks, which he's already facing charges. According to tech reporter, Matthew keys, the suspect was arrested and charged earlier this year in relation to attacks against companies, including Microsoft and NVIDIA. Uh, Keyes added that the suspect is associated with the Lapis hacking group. Seven people in the UK associated with a group aged 16 to 21 were arrested in the City of London police earlier this year in connection with those hacks. In fact, there was a similarity between those attacks and the hacks of Rockstar and Uber, which ultimately attracted the attention of the FBI that led p- police to the suspect in the first place. Uh, one of the leaders of the group has carried, off, has carried out the Microsoft and NVIDIA attacks, who was 16 at the time. Had reportedly amassed a Bitcoin fortune of worth of roughly 13 million, despite his parents' efforts to, quote unquote, try to stop him from going on computers, which was ob- obviously not successful. For the suspect in the case, who has not been confirmed as the same person, that won't be an issue. After earning this plea, he has been remanded to a youth detention center. Uh, I'm willing to bet you that 13 million in Bitcoin is worth nothing now. <laughs> it's, it's, you'll never be able to keep that money. But you know, I can't, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing at age 16, but I know I wasn't doing this.
2: <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Pretty much playing video games, not hacking companies or whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I get, you know, I just they're they're
0: gonna have jobs with PC security firms when they grow up.
1: Imagine coming home from a hard day at work and uh, the FBI is at your house because your kid went and. Stole footage from take two interactive, like this is a kid this is a sixteen year old kid <laughs> that is so young to be doing that kind of stuff yeah i I think, you, I think you're right, I think eventually they're probably gonna hire someone that can, that has that kind of knowledge.
0: The best locksmith is a lock picker, I mean,
1: but at the same time when I was sixteen i me and my friends broke windows with baseballs on accident. Oh, some breaking news!
0: Aaron Judge has hit his sixty-first home run. Finally, oh. <laughs> uh, this will that'll date this podcast really fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't know what happens after after all this is said and done. But like, I don't know. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of people that don't like what he what this group is like. This group has hit a lot of major uh, companies this year alone, between Uber, between between Take Two Interactive, between I think no, I don't think it was the same group that hit uh, that hit CD Projekt Red over Cyberpunk, but they have hit a lot of major companies this year.
0: You know, what, but here's the thing: leaking GTA Six material. I don't care. I really don't care about leak material. Basically, it's eh. So what? Eh, so what? It's it's never going to be the final material. I mean, if they leak the entire game, then I will have an issue, but leak material, eh. This only helps Rockstar, because it the generates interest one, in Grand Theft Auto.
1: Yeah, the weirdest part of any of it was people being like, this is what Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to look like? And it's like, no. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> like, no, that game is like at least three to five years off.
0: Which is depressing on its own. But here's the thing, you know, actually, it does, <laughs> it does advertise the game. I mean, it does create some level of interest. You know, people are, there's going to be some idiots who no, but other people are going to say, ooh, so we know it's in, in we know it's underway, and we know where it's going to be taking a look. at. Here's the thing, um, I've noticed that when something is leaked, people say, oh, I don't care. You know, like Microsoft is going to announce a. Remember when they were going to announce the Xbox One uh, S, the small form factor of the Xbox One? People said, I don't care. But when it was announced, they got real excited, more excited than I think they would have had they not known it was coming. So it's sort of like you're building anticipation for, for yeah, maybe a couple of years away. But it's sort of like, well, if they gotten that far in it, I wonder how far they're going to go. Yeah. I don't know. I do know
1: that, like – the. One of the funniest things to come out of it was a lot of developers started posting a uh, very early like video footage of their games that like when they were basically in development control was one of the funnier ones because like the gal in it, the, ga- the gal that was the main character in control, she looks sleek and she looks cool. And she looks hip. The character that they had in their place and prototypes looked straight up just like a frumpy librarian secretary. It was, I don't know. It was really funny to see, and there was a lot of stuff like that over the week, uh, over the period of after this game, after the leak happened. Um, just a lot of folks that were coming out and sharing like really, really early footage of what games that we love, games that we love, looked like when they first started.
0: Yeah. Anyways, um, I really don't care about the, uh, I mean, about the hacker doing stuff to Grand Theft Auto Six. Like I said, I would have been more upset if he had actually released. Like a pre, uh, like a uh, like a a, a pre uh, alpha version of Grand Theft Auto 6. You know that that would have upset. No, it's just videos. I don't care. I really don't care. We're going to move on to the next item. Uh, go ahead, Scott.
2: Okay. Skull and Bones delayed yet again. Now launching March 2023. This is from Eurogamer. Ubisoft has delayed its long-awaited pirate game Skull and Bones yet again, this time until ninth uh, March, twenty
0: twenty-three. So By the way, as you're as you're as you're narrating this, I can I can hear
2: uh, TJ's eyes rolling in his head from here.
0: I can actually hear them.
2: <laughs> Continue. Is this the trailer uh-huh. where they showed a guy on the street stealing onto a boat and then overcoming or captaining the boat? I don't something? know. Okay. Anyways. Originally revealed back in 2017 and development since 2013, the project's launch has been repeatedly pushed back and was most recently expected to arrive November this year. In a press release this afternoon, Ubisoft said it made the decision to delay Skull and Bones once again following player feedback from its recent testing program. While the game development was finished at this stage, the extra time will be used to further polish and balance the experience using players' feedback from our technical tests and insider program, which happened over the past two weeks. Ubisoft wrote, "This is the right decision for both our players and for the long-term success of the game. As of ninth March 2023, provides a suitable release window for this very unique new brand." Uh, Ubisoft also pro- provided confirmation today of open beta for the game to follow in the near future. Back in February, Ubisoft said that it is very happy with the progress in the game some five years after it was first announced and uh, after official delays both in 2018 and 2019 update unnamed sources familiar with the project told kotaku that while the game's polish playability is much better than it was prior to ubisoft forward event the team has concerns over what they call shallow player progression
0: in other words it's a polished turd because this is world of warships that's all it is with a pirate skin and it is the most boring piece of shit you'd ever want to play I mean, look, you see Sea of Thieves, you're there with your friends, you're you're on a ship, you're both all coordinating together as pirates, you're, you're visiting islands, you're battling other players, you're going and you're selling stuff, you're visiting other islands, to, you're doing something. Here you're doing nothing except piloting a ship. Yeah.
1: It's, it's amazing how, like, they game. had, it's amazing how they had, like, Black Flag, right? That was the category. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, at least you were doing something on the ship.
1: They, that was the catalyst for this. They, they, they. Everybody said, "Wow, that's cool. What if there could be a whole game that was just that?" And they said, "Well, cool. Let's make School and Bones." And then, and then it got delayed a lot. And now we're at this point where I don't know what this game is, who this game is supposed to appeal to, because it's certainly not anyone I know that's ever seen it. It's,
0: it's <sighs> I, maybe they're going to add microtransactions.
1: They just felt. Up to this point,
0: maybe they're going to add NFTs to it. This is Ubisoft we're talking about, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, they very well could. But, like, it has felt up to this point, like, this is a we need to make some kind of money back on this type thing. Where, like, they've just spent so many resources on it at this point, they need to release the game in some form or another. And it's
0: kind of pathetic. Here's the thing. Uh... There's something we like to call sunk cost uh, uh, fallacy, and um, I remember uh, Sid Mayer talking about. He once, I don't know if you remember. uh, Scott probably remembers this. Remember, he has Makey working on a game called Sid Mayer's Dinosaurs. Uh, You remember this, Scott? You know why? You know why he stopped it? Because he said it wasn't working out. It wasn't fun. So it is all the work that he did, and says whatever. That's good development. You start a concept. You work on it, and then you realize this isn't going to work, and what well, you do, you stop it. You let it go. You don't let it go any further. Ubisoft is just, just a sunk cost foul, uh, you know, cost on, on a game. I guess they've been working on it for, for nine years. Guess what? You should have realized early on it wasn't going to work the way it was, especially when Sea of Thieves came out. Then you have to up your game. Then you really have to up your game, because Sea of Thieves is doing what everybody wants from Assassin's Creed Black Flag.
1: Yeah. It's just wild. Like, I don't know. This game is not going to be any much, but I, don't, I, I can't imagine what they do in the time between now and March 2023 that suddenly makes this game go from where it is right now, which looks boring and stupid and, and not fun at all, to something that anyone
0: would really want to play over other alternatives. It's just that, you know, the things that they would have to change, they can't change. And that's the problem. Yeah. It is what it is. You can't just, you know, all of a sudden have people running around on a boat. That's going to be, be a metric fuck ton of, of development time. You know what they should have said? They should have looked at um, uh, Guns of... Oh, God, I forgot the name of it already. You know, the flying airship game, Guns of Icarus, and said, okay, we should be emulating that except on the water. Guns of Icarus has been out for, what, 10 years? Uh-huh. Nope. Instead,
1: you're one captain that controls one ship and one crew, and nobody else controls that ship but you. And, like, why? I don't get it. Why would you do that? Why would you do it that way? You, like, take all the fun out of the idea of, like, getting onto a a ship, ship. making a a crew, and, like, doing
0: different things. I just want a game that's set in the Car Wars universe, like Auto Duel, that's a multiplayer game like that. And that would be cool. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. (laughs)
1: they are gonna release this thing come hell or high water and it's whack what they've done with it so far
0: the best they could do is make it free to play on whatever that streaming service they're doing you know yeah here's the thing it could work if they made it like minecraft dungeons here's the thing minecraft dungeons is also extremely shallow but at least it's fun so if they did something that allowed you to do something besides, uh, I don't know, it's going to take a lot more money. I would just cut, cut bait with the game and start a new, uh, start a new game instead because you're just they're wasting your time now. Anyways, we're gonna move on to the next item. Go ahead, TJ.
1: King of Fighters 15 Samurai Showdown character DLC launches in
0: early October
1: from Shack News. We've already known, we'd already known that characters from Samurai Showdown were coming, and now we know exactly when. Team Samurai made up, made sorry. Team Samurai made up of homeroom Nakoruru, and Darly Dagger will be launching in King of Fighters King of Fighters 15 next week. On October 4th, 2022, homeroom Nakoruru, and Darly Dagger will make their way from Samurai Showdown to King of Fighters to become part of the pay, playable roster. They'll be the fourth DLC team in the game, following Team, team Garou, which was composed of Rock Howard, Gato, and B Jeanette. Team Southtown, which is Geese Howard, Billy Kane, and Yamazaki, and Team Awakened Orochi, which is basically boss versions of uh, Chris Shrimpy and Yashiro, um, <clears throat> as well as the free singular character Omega Rubel. So this,
0: this is, is go ahead. This is your article, by the way. Uh, so this is,
1: this addition to King of Fighters fifteen has always been really cool to me because I always felt that Samurai Showdown was way too slow and methodical for my liking. Putting Homura and Nakaru and Darlie and Dagger in uh, King of Fighters 15, King of Fighters 15 is a much faster game, and there's a lot more like reactiveness to it in my opinion. And so having those characters in this game makes me want to play it makes me want to play an, an entire samurai showdown set to this the pace of this of King of Fighters 15. Plus Darly Dagger was a new character for the new for the new Samurai Showdown, and she's freaking awesome. She's a pirate with like a saw blade sword that transforms into different tools based on what kind of attacks she does. So she has one that's like a scythe hook that she can yank enemies in with. She has one where she turns it into a giant like lance drill that spins, um, and then of course it's normal like saw saw blade thing, which is beasty looking in of itself. Uh, Darley Nagger has always been one of my favorite new characters to come to the Samurai showdown and fighting games, so I'm really excited to be able to play her in a fighting game I like more than the Samurai showdown reboot.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you've been raving about King of Fighters 15 up and down uh, past few weeks, so I imagine that wait, are you, um, aren't you competing professionally with uh, King of Fighters 15?
1: I uh, competed at Evo and I qualified out of pools with my team. Cool. um it was very cool like that i i did pretty good in guilty gear and i did pretty good in mortal Kombat. but i did quite a bit i did surprisingly well in king of fighters during evo 2022 that so, game has been an absolute blast to learn and, and play and play against other people
0: so do you know what kind of archetypes these guys are going to be Team samurai
1: havaru is kind of your typical fireball thrower character he has uh he has a tornado attack. He has a uppercut and then he has a jumping, like a quick hop and slash type thing where you'll jump over projectiles and get close to the enemy. Uh, Nagaruru has a Falcon <coughs> and she can, that was attractive. On, and she can jump onto the Falcon and use it to basically do dive attacks on the enemy from above. Um, and then Darley Dagger is kind of a grappler character. She, uh, Like I said, she's got some stuff with that saw blade where she can yank enemies close to her and then do some nasty throw moves. Um, I'm really interested to figure out how Dar- if I can fit Darley Dagger into my team. I've been rocking uh, Joe Higashi, who is a kickboxer character, uh, Rock Howard, who is Geese Howard's son and has a bunch of his moves. And then uh, uh, Darley, I don't know. I've, I've wanted to pick up a grappler in that game for a while, and I hope Darley works out for what I have in mind.
0: Okay. Anyways, look for our show notes at GamingPodcast.net, along with industry news and our gaming history articles. We enjoy your feedback. So leave some comments on our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also, send us up at Facebook.com slash GamingPodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us some iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter at Falcon. You can
1: find me at Johnny Chugs.
2: You can find me at Moore. And we will see you next week. Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun. Be cool. Play games, y'all.